what is your favorite photo besides Brian and Tormund? Besides Brian, <laughs> we can't talk about that for a while. The most important, as I said on our Instagram, the most important picture of 2017. <laughs> oh my god, that one broke the internet. It broke me. I'm gonna be honest. It broke me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our new Game of Bones. Sue, the Fury joins the show today. Hello, I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you because we cannot talk about these pictures without you. Yes, well, I have a lot of feelings about them. And for those of you who don't know, Sue is the editor-in-chief over on Watchers on the Wall. Sue has also been moonlighting as a member of the programming team for Con of Thrones, and we've been very busy these past few months, haven't we, Sue? Yes, yes, we have been very busy and there's a whole lot of amazing ideas flying around and I'm really excited and I can't wait to share them. I don't know how long, how much longer we can wait. Well, we were talking about hard deadlines today, so not much longer. Yeah. yeah I like can those. we just, who, how do we talk about the photos? HBO released 15 new photos yesterday. 15. And yes, 15. It was like, it was a flood. I mean, I heard rumors just yesterday that there were going to be new pictures coming in the afternoon and I was waiting, but I thought it would be like, yeah, you know, a few, but getting, they sent three emails to contain all of those photos and it was like a flood of awesome just flowing over me and but I was, of course, in that first email I opened and I saw that picture of Tormund and Brienne. And that, that just knocked that knocked me for a loop for like a good 10 minutes. The thing that was great about or maybe not so great is when the pictures were first uploaded because everybody was trying to look at them at the same time. It was taking forever to load. So you get like yeah. half of one at once and then you like stare at it for a few minutes and then you get the next one. Watchers on the wall crashed yesterday. It crashed I love it. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. And we're like, uh, I don't know what to do. I mean, we got a great server, but when there's that many people and they're all hitting refresh because the they desperately, yeah. <laughs> desperately want to see the photos and I totally get that. So yeah, I, I was just, just say- trying to post them up on Tumblr too. So some people could go look <laughs> on, totally them on Tumblr. I totally contributed to that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Anna. <laughs> we were half an hour away from announcing Carice Van Uten and I get a text from Sue that just says, don't do it today. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't want to yeah, make anyone. Like, oh, no. We didn't want to make you any lo- wait any longer. And we figured, well, you know, a lot of exciting news in one day is better than none. So, yeah, on top yeah. of that, we decided to record this special episode. And we're really glad to have you on the show right now, Sue, because one, you've been working so hard on Watchers and everything with us for all these years, but also uh, on Con of Thrones as a part of the programming committee. Uh, and I've, we've been seeing a lot of that firsthand and. Some of that stuff has just been so exciting, and I cannot wait until we get to show everyone the, the schedule, but also do it this summer. I'm, I'm more excited to mm-hmm. do it, obviously, but I'm excited for everyone to see what we're talking about. We've been releasing um, every day this week a, a different panel that we've created and uh, telling everyone about it on social media, and the reactions have been so nice, and everyone's so interested, and we've just scraped the surface of some of the cool stuff that everyone's been working on and you've been a big part of that so thanks for coming on this is the perfect time because we have all these photos and carice and miltos and all these great announcements it's just it feels good right now yeah i mean i'm super excited i think this is going to be an incredible experience and there are so many people who have you know messaged me or tweeted at me and been like i've never been to a convention but i'm 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 gonna come to this and i just love that like that new you know, that new blood, that fury, that excitement of like people, this is going to be their first con. And I think, and I think we're going to make it really, really awesome for them. But yeah, I can't wait for it. Yeah. That's going to make it really special. And as you've been saying for the last, whatever, ever since we learned the exact date for 
season seven, it's become, I think it's perfectly fitting that the hype for Con of Thrones is also tied into the hype for season seven because mm-hmm, yeah. it's all kind of happening at the same time. So to me, it's all kind of the same package at this point. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it makes it all the all the better. And I know we were for a while there weren't really sure where the season was going to fall. And that was an interesting experience <laughs> <laughs> trying to wait and find out. But um, I think it worked out fantastically. And I love that we um, at the con, we will still be able to like talk about what's going to happen in season seven and all this promo material and all that. There's going to be more trailers and things. And I love that we're going to have that energy there. It's been good to see that on social media, to see a lot of new blood clearly jumping into the meat space after talking online for so long. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of you guys that listen to the podcast that regularly communicate on Twitter with each other, starting with us, and then eventually realizing that you didn't need us at all to be friends in the first place. Uh, <laughs> a lot of you yep, are irrelevant. A lot of you are uh, going to meet for the first time, and some of you are going to be on some of these panels that we're putting together. And it's just so exciting because in in the the early days, years ago, and when, when I knew this was something that needed to happen. This that was the, the the entire hope, and that's how all of our conversations mm-hmm. went about what this could potentially be. So to be, you know, I forget how many days out. I usually just minus fourteen from the Watchers on the Wall ticker, but uh, however many days we are out from the convention right now, which is something I feel like I should know, and I'm embarrassed that I don't. Um, the spot that we're in, I'm so happy to see everyone coming together so early because it's it's already looking that way. But by the time the cons here, there's going to be so many people that are already friends and. I mean, again, they're not even going to need us there. The, the convention is there so you can so you can have the space to meet and to have fun. And, you know, at that point, that's where we just take our hands off of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, all that stuff you said is dead on. And I think like lately it's the con is starting to become more real for me. Like, I mean, not that it hasn't been real all this time, but I think that, um, you know, like for a while it's sort of theoretical and we're working on these mm-hmm. ideas, but now, now it seems like we're this close to them. You know, the con is really close. And like, I've started thinking more about like what I'm going to wear. Mm. And like, yeah. look, what kind of cosplay should I do? Yeah. And should I t- just go for the night's watch on one day and Shay on another, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, that's you know, quite getting... a variety. That's like, that's dynamic. <laughs> well, I have to be the night's watch. <laughs> that's well, it's partially, but we'll, we'll get to that whenever we're putting more secrets about the con out. I think that the thing, that's been making it more real for me is to see all the panels start to take shape and all these ideas of kind of what everybody's wanted to talk about and what we thought we could talk about now have names and time slots and people associated with them. And so it's not like we're saying it's not this theoretical thing anymore. It's like this actual, well, if we don't have it together by X date, then it's happening anyway kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so, runaway train, right? But uh, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. It's happening. Also, David J. Peterson, language creator, writer for the Game of Thrones series, who is a friend of the podcast and who will be attending the convention. Uh, we went over the other night um, some things. This guy's going to be on so many panels and he's going to be delivering hot takes that he's never delivered before because he normally <laughs> is put on panels for language specifically because that's what he does. He's, you know, a prominent expert in the world for that kind of stuff. But we've never seen him on a panel called Schrodinger's Stannis before. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't wait for that. Oh it's my gonna god, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> Clear my We're schedule excited. for all of his panels. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be on a panel with him so I can argue with him. We were happy though when the photos dropped yesterday because, like I said, so much Game of Thrones excitement. We've got the convention coming, and a lot of people that don't even listen to this podcast are going to be there. That some of you are going to be able to meet for the first time and make friends with. So. It's going to be cool. Yes, and there's so it's many going to be incredible. What a transition, right? <laughs> there's so many questions <laughs> that we have now from these pictures, I think, and ideas. Like, we're finally starting to kind of formulate what season seven could and will and might look like. And these are all some of the same questions that we're going to still have on some of those panels and some of those discussions. And so it's exciting to dive into those first looks of what are going to be the big preseason seven theories this year you know because like there's always some stuff that we get pretty close and then there's (laughs) always things that are just like wildly out of nowhere so i think we get a pretty good glimpse of i mean it's just a glimpse there's only so much that you can take from from photos but um i think we get a, a couple interesting teasers into specific plots yeah i think there's a lot going on each picture i mean even the ones that seem quite simple like you know just a picture of one actor there's actually a lot going on if you really strip it down like, just one um, picture of Jon Snow standing in underground oh yeah definitely <laughs> that one oh my god that one most of all I mean definitely. he's in the crypt he's in the crypt he's gonna, in see, Winterfell. His mom. He's gonna see her statue yeah I mean it's possible he's down there visiting Rickon you know his new grave but if he you know if he just happens to stop and visit Liana's but you know what if this is the uh, you know after a point when he has gotten some kind of a, a clue about his parentage, right. you know, that make, you have, has to make you wonder because Bran had that vision of the Tower of Joy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't know yet exactly how much he knows from the vision, but I mean, he's going to eventually, I would say, get past the wall, which is its own kettle of fish. <laughs> and then and then what's going to happen with him and John. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited to see that. So him in the crypts is just like, oh, it really feels like he's going through yeah. something in this picture, though. Yeah, but doesn't he always look like he's going through something yeah. just to play devil's advocate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a second? Um, no, but I mean, I totally agree. I mean, we're we're due for John to figure out what his true parentage is. Um, and I've had a blast the last two days just kind of reading through everybody's comments and um, all over the Internet of what people have been saying about all these different pictures. And uh, something that I've been thinking about that's kind of... I could definitely see happening is John down there, like you're saying, Sue, visiting Rickon or, you know, Ned and Rob, you know, all of these people in his family down um, in the crypts of Winterfell and just lingering a little bit over Liana's uh, grave for all of us to be like, just pay it. Like, you guys, you don't understand without actually ever really saying anything in that first glimpse. Um, I could totally see that happening. That's probably episode one. Just to give yeah, us a little yeah. emotion, they yeah, linger like, the shot on Liana's statue just a little, just enough for just all of us to go us. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they love that. That's hilarious. They're very, very good at that. Well, does Maisie Williams, Arya Stark, have the same exact look on her face on the picture right below it? Well, she's interesting because she's clearly looking at someone or something, and somebody else pointed out on Watchers that if you magnify her eyeball, you can see the reflection of somebody. Mm-hmm. And you can't really tell who, I mean, people are get, making guesses, but I think you really just can't tell. But she's, it seems like she is looking at someone. Yeah. And we don't exactly know exactly where she is, right? Like we, we assume guess, she's though, in some sort of inn type of At the crossroads. Place. 
Yeah. It's always the end, right? I mean, that's usually the end, but I mean, it could in theory be any end because they they kind of all look the same, even the little. Yeah, it probably is the, that old same end. But, you know, people can feel free to speculate away. I know some people were hoping that it might be Melisandre because Melisandre is wandering around on a horse somewhere. Mm-hmm. God knows where. They're supposed to see each other again. Yeah, someday. So we don't know, you know, who could tell. So that's why people were kind of hoping but that's a kind of a, it's kind of a nice teasing picture because you know something is happening right and yeah. it could, because it could be literally anything we can kind of yeah let our minds wander these photographs do you think that they're from the first couple of episodes yeah sometimes they sneak out just because they they may want to release release a picture of a character that and that there isn't any a, a thing of them yeah like we're saying i mean that tends to be kind of the pattern the only thing not the only thing but so we see Varys in his silky normal he looks good. garb. Yes. In one of the photos. And then we see him again in a different photo in his winter getup. So I mean oh, that yeah. can be the timing between that can be who knows um with how much he travels all over the place. But right. he's a mermaid. Yeah. He's a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, he could have <laughs> just tra- traveled somewhere. So the picture of Varys in his silky garb and his awesome kokiri boots is they're landing. They've landed. They've got Unsullied behind them. Masande's looking up at someone, Grey Worm, Tyrion and Daenerys so we can assume that the traveling's over mm-hmm. yeah yeah I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of the first times that we see this whole crew uh in season season seven yeah so this other picture of Danny that we get we get her in Targaryen colors for the first time right yeah I mean that's uh that's the outfit she's been wearing in her long walk teaser where she's striding around Dragonstone mm-hmm. looking very but yeah you can see the red edges and that you know, it's a deep red. Sometimes these photos are tinted, kind of a grayish mm-hmm. color. Would you say that any of this is slashed velvet? Uh, of Danny's outfit? Of anyone's. I just know George is a big fan. I was hoping they'd work some in, at least in season seven. I think velvet is ugly as hell, so I mm. hope not. I think Michelle Clapton probably agrees with you because I see no velvet. Although, if someone were going to have vel- velvet, it would be Varys. He does it have a delightful sure. fur wrap, though. His crossover, he kind of looks like a Jedi Master. He is generally a tacky hoe, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves all his silks. And- he does. I'm going to wear yeah. only velvet at Con of Thrones. <laughs> Good. Just for you. <laughs> Good. Grey Worm looks dashing. Though They all look great. And, and Daenerys and her Targaryen colors and that cape. I don't know. I it's converse, exciting. We need to have conversations about that. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Tyrion with that familiar pin is just good to, to see. Yep. And he's wearing the outfit he was wearing in that um, pointless HBO oh, yeah. promo. <laughs> yeah. He's got that uh, that undershirt, that blue, I think it's blue and black striped undershirt thing. That's what he's wearing. I was glad that they flew in Christian for that, for the for the Hodor thing. In the, uh, oh, yeah. It was so good. I think that that bumper is pretty awesome. It was fun. It didn't. I think it was one of the, it was one of those things where at that point and we still are so desperate for any little bit of anything that of ballers. You know, I was so glad to yeah. see the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not really here Just for the any rock. news you can get on ballers. <laughs> I, 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 I love ballers. Oh, you I, would. I think HBO in that moment were like, "Your move, Netflix." <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. What? Yes. Our home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door, where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home and get feedback from friends, family, colleagues, the mailman, everyone whose opinion you care about. And it's so easy that Strike can do it. And he's a dog. 
I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm an early customer of Warby Parker and the sheer possibility of having five different pairs of glasses to try on when you're either getting your first pair of glasses, which I was at the time, or if you've been wearing them all your life, having five options sent to you takes a lot of stress off of the buying process when you're buying something like that. And I just enjoy shopping with them because they've always got styles that I'm interested in and they've always got options. And I have the opportunity to pick all of the ones that I want and have them mailed to me instead of just picking one before I choose. So head to warbyparker.com slash owns to order your free home try-ons today. Choose the five frames you'd like to try on, mail the frames back, choose your favorite pair or pairs to have your prescription added to, and order. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free and free shipping all around. After you head to warbyparker.com slash owns and place your home try-on order, make sure to download the Warby Parker app from the iTunes app store. They built this awesome home try-on companion feature, which allows you to quickly take photos wearing all the frames, stitch it into a video, and share it with friends and family to help you pick a winner. Visit warbyparker.com slash owns to begin your free home try-on experience today. I thought was interesting was um, the photo of Liana Mormont because initially I was I thought that that was just a continuation of the yeah. season finale scene, but then when I looked closer, I was like, oh, they're not the same clothes. So it's an amazing coincidence to me that she's posed the, exactly the same way with people behind with her, little finger, with little finger, mm-hmm. <laughs> still I know. creeping. He's still creeping right there behind her. It's like, damn, get a new move. He's doing a lot of creeping in all these pictures. Very good at it. Well, this means we, this means we for sure get another one of her hype speeches. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for Which that. Which is exciting. Them- I like that they're doubling down on some of these fan favorite characters. We have her and, yeah. and they've also been putting Sandler Clegane in the forefront of a lot of promotion as well. He was in that HBO bumper also. Yeah, people love him. They do. Yeah, and it's great because, I mean, he, at the end of uh, season six, you know, he was offered that choice to go travel with the Brotherhood. And, well, I don't see Beric in this picture, but, you know, they, but the Brotherhood tends to be sort of cobbled together from different regions and right. people with different clo- clothes. So I'm not really sure what's quite going on with these guys. Well, the Hound is definitely wearing Lim Lim and Cloak's cloak. Yeah. So he's, he took his stuff. I mean, why not? He took his boots. Yeah. So <laughs> might as well. So the Lim and Cloak lives. Yep. But he's going north. So uh, he does not look happy about it either. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. It's not fire. It's like the very opposite of fire. It's one of those rare photos where it reminds me of season one's promotional images. Helen Sloan has done a fantastic job uh, again. And HBO put this picture of Sandler Cregain like, looking at the camera, you know, and we see another one of the extras is looking at the camera as well. So really, it's a promotional image from a photo lens while they were filming. And yet it was mm-hmm. so cool. They were like, put it in, put it in the thing. Let him break the fourth mm-hmm. wall. Let him look at the camera. That's so cool. I'm yeah. excited. Well, it could be. I just mean looking at the picture of the hound. He's actually looking slightly off to the right, which is, makes me think he's looking at something. Oh, is he? Yeah. Like they've seen something. Oh, that is very across. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying about like, it does look like he, he's looking straight ahead, but I think he's looking to the right. He is. You're right. All, either way, Rory McCann should use that as his Facebook image. Yeah, he should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has one out in his like log cabin or like boat or wherever he lives this year. I mean, this is about all that you could ever hope for from a profile photo. <laughs> this is goals right here, guys. Squat in the background. <laughs> a little bit of wind in your hair uh-huh. snow absolutely looking like the hound i'm excited though for the hound's journeys and i've been seeing already a lot of different theories about where exactly he could be going and whether or not people think that he will end up at winterfell or whether that's not something that the brotherhood would do or go um so i'm excited to kind of see where he's taken where are they taken definitely that is exciting, but um, oh yeah, but you know the thing that I was 
really excited at. And I think a lot of people were that picture of Sam and Gilly. I mean, oh, yeah, we definitely have to talk about that because I mean, that's not subtle. They are showing us. I mean, they know we're going to scrutinize this picture and see which passage Gilly is reading. And that that's very significant. That's about Azora High. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mentions of like the Lord of Light. And I mean, we're at that point where we want to know who is the answer to all these great mysteries. So and they're showing us this passage from the world of ice and fire. So with Gilly, they're reading them, which is cool because uh, at the end of last season, we weren't really sure what she was going to be able to do or how she's going to, be able to participate or what's going to happen with her. And I mean, she's very yeah. obviously right there alongside Sam. And so I'm excited for what she is going to discover, what they're going to discover. I think it's, it's cool that she's going to have an opportunity to be part of that instead of what we were worried about is her just kind of being outside of what Sam is, is doing here at the Citadel. Yeah. I mean, I think she's got to be staying somewhere outside the walls. I think, Definitely right. would not be let, letting her inside. So I'm, I'm wondering how they're paying the bills and like, did they sell the sword? That would kind of crack me up if they had sold his. <laughs> they could buy a lot. You know, <laughs> they buy quite a lot. That, of that. It could. He could like pay for a house for years selling a Valyrian steel sword. I mean, he might be like. Screw he could probably it. buy a castle with it. that, honestly. Yeah, and and yet, I mean, they do need Valyrian steel for the fight. But I mean, you know, right now they need food and they got a baby to feed and. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Can you imagine sort of a, I, I doubt that they're going to do this, but sort of a prologue feel from A Feast for Crows, but instead it's just it's just kind of following Gilly through Old Town by herself as she goes to visit Sam. It'd be so cool Ooh, to see the city that way. That would be way. so good. Because she's separated from him. It'd be cool to give Gilly some screen time without Sam. That would be nice. That would be a nice treat. Probably a nice treat for Hannah Murray too. <laughs> <laughs> so I can read the passage if everyone wants to know what it says. Yeah, no, sure. I think you should. This is from the world of ice and fire, ancient history, the long night. Just want to say that one more time from the, the part of the world of ice and fire in the ancient history section called the long night. <laughs> and they're reading it in the season seven promotional image. It says... It is also written that there are annals in a shy of such a darkness, and of a hero who fought against it with a red sword. His deeds are said to have been performed before the rise of Illyria, in the earliest age when Old Geese was first forming its empire. This legend has spread west from a shy, and the followers of Relore claim that this hero was named Azorahai, and his prophecy has returned. In the Jade Compendium, Coloco Vitar recounts a curious legend from E.T., which states that the sun hid its face from the earth for a lifetime, ashamed at something none could discover, and that disaster was averted only by the deeds of a woman with a monkey's tail. Ah. No big deal. That's exciting. You should go work for Audible, man. You're getting this high off of reading books. I love the... I, I love... I'm so happy that, you know, when we got that taste, and I think it was The Door last year mm-hmm. um, and we got to see the truth of things that we've been wondering for a long time you know these great mysteries that George R. R. Martin is setting up for us to, to jump into and of course we're all desperately waiting for the winds of winter so much that we're that we're coming together thousands of us in Nashville this summer just to look at each other and talk about it like clearly we're excited but it feels really good seeing a promotional image pre-season seven that contains that passage in the picture yeah yeah it's exciting absolutely i mean these are things that are so deeply ingrained into the conversations that we're having as a fandom in general and to have a show that also cares about those things as well it's exciting it really is yeah i think sometimes um 
you know, with the adaptation, it feels like sometimes the more poetic and fantastic elements get lost going from books to show. But mm-hmm. it's so it is nice to see these bits come in here because it is very much fantasy like high fantasy going all the way. So I'm happy to see it because Azora High, but that whole legend, the prophecy, it is that high fantasy I kind of love. So bringing it all the way into Game of Thrones makes me happy. And I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of conversations about Azora High and the nature of him and what Sam and Gilly have to do with it. And of course, how it counteracts with Jon Snow and what everyone's thinking, because obviously in the book, there's still some confusion. Is there, are those universes separate? How are things going to be adapted differently? There's a lot of questions, but mm-hmm. just seeing a promotional image where Gilly is holding this passage, I think it, it's very telling. Where Gilly is holding yeah. this passage. Yeah. I love it. I do love it. Just to switch gears, I'm looking at the photo of Cersei and Jamie in the Iron there, you know, She's on the Iron Throne and they're in the throne room there. And, uh, it, you know, it seems like, well, not a lot of surprises except for her hair is growing. So I guess that gives <laughs> us a little bit of a sense of time. Yeah. So that's something. And also, um, we did see some of this in set pics, but it's nice to see it officially and publicly confirmed. You can see that Jamie is carrying Widow's Whale, mm-hmm. which was Joffrey's sword that really never got a lot of use. But it is a really nice Valyrian steel sword that was made from the remains of Ned Stark's sword ice. So now he's carrying that sword, which and it's really the sword that goes with uh, Oathkeeper. Oh, Sue, you just did two things to me. One, Jamie might fight White Walkers, and two, he's definitely meant to be with Brienne. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just pointing it out. (laughs) Yeah, it is the the matching sort of twin sword, although it has a little bit different ornamentation. I think Brienne's a little preoccupied, though, so we'll have to see. You're right about that. Yeah, they're busy. They got stuff going on, and Brienne has a very hairy ginger suitor who would I think he would have no problem stepping to Jamie Lannister (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see that (laughs) yeah I would love to see that too you know honestly I think that Tormund Giantsbane loves Brienne I think that he loves her I think it's I think that he loves her. Oh, absolutely Aww. he does. He adores do you her. See I mean, she's amazing. Face. I know, she's God. amazing. And do you see his face? I mean, he's everything, She or she's everything like a wildling like himself could ever want in a woman, you know? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I think it's I awesome. I mean, this warrior, she's incredible. I mean, she's, yeah, she's like the ultimate spear wife, but she's nobody's, you know, little... No, yeah, she's nobody's wife. No, I never loved yeah, that no, term. He's the but, spear uh, <laughs> wife, really. But I mean, like they're he's the spear wife. They're so comparable in, in ferocity. I love it. Like because Brienne, you, you remember when Brienne fights how she roars, and so does Tormund. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, a highlight of the Watchers on the Wall episode. It's him doing his roar at, roars, you know, while he's technically the bad guy for a few more scenes. I love that they did this. I love that they gave this photo to us, just like Liana, just like Sandor. I just feel like. There's been a lot of there's some people pleasing in this, but it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, I absolutely. totally agree. Yeah, there's a lot. Although uh, there's one thing about these photos that I'm like, ah, which is that you can see in the photo of Sansa and Littlefinger, um, you know, they're standing kind of on a walkway, uh, you know, looks like Winterfell. You can just see that that new wig for I was Sophie Turner. you it, would say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to cut it. Sorry. I just, I don't understand how this show who that does so many incredible things cannot get good wigs for these characters. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's not good. And uh, I'm like, God, Sophie, couldn't you just suck it up for another year or two? Like, it just looks really 
look how frayed out, fried, it's all fried out and weird. And it looks like somebody took a dirty old wig and smashed it on top <laughs> of her head and told her to go to set. Well, <laughs> like, it's just a photo. Maybe it'll be, it'll be fixed for the show. Right. Uh, I think the show's already filmed. So, well, I mean, like in, in effects, like by the time it comes out, you know what I mean? They'll put more work in the CGI, I don't know. maybe. Zach, you can't say something is just a photo and also dedicate an entire podcast episode <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. all the pictures. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, mm. but yeah. I think you can tell in the photo, Littlefinger is up to some uh, shit. Yeah. That's. I Look at that face. Love, That's classic. I, what is, <laughs> is happening everything. between Littlefinger and Sansa is just like everything that I could ever hope for for season seven. And I feel like that might not be the most popular opinion, but I just I'm so intrigued by how Sansa is going to handle everything with him and, and what he's going to try to do. And, and I mean, you could just kind of see here that he's scheming and plotting and doing his little little finger thing. It's John walking yeah. through the yard. He's like, he doesn't like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not that your friend. Like, mm. <laughs> he's no one's friend. She kind of looks Sorry. like Catelyn here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. I just remember Catelyn. You just remember the cl- cloaks with the giant dead animals lightly placed on top of their shoulders. Yeah, it's cold it's there. Pretty much. It is cold. You think they would close their cloaks sometimes and wear hats. Uh, we've also got a photograph of Liam Cunningham sitting uh, as Davos Hebert's, of course, sitting at the high table. What it looks like to be mm-hmm. the Great Hall of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think this Love is you, maybe Davos. from the same scene as Liana's picture? Surely. Yeah, I wouldn't she be surprised could be ar- at all. arguing. I hope she's arguing. <laughs> but we knew that Davos would be a part of leadership in some way, but it's nice to get a, a definition of that, you know. He's at the high table mm-hmm. with John. I wonder what his role is specifically. He's got to be one of John's right hand men at this point, you know. But where does he stand in relation to Sansa? Is where I'm. Is, I'm curious because I think that John's wise enough to know that she's been through enough stuff that she could sit shoulder to shoulder with a conversation with him and Davos. You know what I mean? So I'm curious mm-hmm. if she's on that high table as well. I mean, surely she would be diplomatically, but I'm, I wonder how much she's got to do with whatever they're strategizing. I mean, hopefully. John has learned from his mistake in not listening to Sansa, you know, before the Battle of the Bastards. You know, she warned him about Ramsay and he really didn't listen. And, you know, I mean, he was doing the best he can. So I don't, you know, I don't like hate John, but he he could have done better if he had listened to his sister somewhat. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Davos, is he's just such an invaluable advisor. And I know things didn't work out for Stannis, but, you know, a lot of that's because he wouldn't listen to Davos. Exactly. Well, if you learn anything from so, Tyrion, you can switch employers. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Definitely. From one, from one uh, Azor <laughs> to the next. <laughs> that's right. And that's finally, right. we have Bran getting pulled by... Oh Mira. my gosh. Poor, poor Mira. Mira. That poor girl. Oh God, she that poor girl. Like, her back. I know. <laughs> I felt so bad for this picture, but I mean, so the assumption here is that they're near the wall um, or they're looking at the wall or they're around the wall. I think we know um, enough. And some people were saying that Bran, they thought maybe Bran was warging in this picture, but I don't, I don't really know. I just think that it's cold and... <laughs> awful yeah let me see uh, i'm gonna see if i can pull open a higher res version of that photo because i was actually wondering that myself and i couldn't really tell yeah but i think it's hard I'm to tell zoom in probably the cold and the wind yeah i mean when i pull open the super high res version of the photo you can't see any white between his eyelids mm-hmm. so i think he's just squinting just squinting it looks, he's just like uh 
drag me. And if you're wondering why we're talking about the whites in someone's eyes this deep in the episode, you're this deep in this episode. Yeah. So <laughs> give us a second. Well, they should know because uh, he would be warging in that case. But no, I think uh, I think he's just laying there and in another minute, he's probably going to open his mouth and go, are we there yet? Right. You know, and, and that's it. And Mira's going to turn around Mira. and slap him and that'll be the end of Bran. <laughs> <laughs> so anticlimactic. I, I hope so. <laughs> I feel like of all the like the living characters, oh my God, she's gotten it so horribly. Like this poor girl. Oh my God. Like I having agree. to drag his ass up and down the north. <laughs> that That is the worst. Like, can you believe that? When she signed on to be loyal, like this is what she signed up for being like a living sled sled dog for this <laughs> war guy. And it's like, what a rough, rough gig. Bran has an important job, Sue. Okay, he has to bring down the wall. Okay, he has an important job for the realm. Yeah, he's doing a really yeah. great job so far. But I'm sure, I'm sure Mira has a lot to offer besides, you know, just dragging him. You know, like in the books, she was really good with like hunting That's and we saw true. her little frog spear and fighting. And we have seen some of that, but not that much lately. Lately, yeah. she's been kind of... Surely they will. Year, she's been... She's been treading, well, I'll say snow. <laughs> like, poor, I just feel, I really feel for her. Probably not just because I hate the cold, but that's definitely part of it. So I think that that's it for all the pictures. I think we touched on pretty much all of them. So I think it's only appropriate for us to pick our favorite. Sue, do you want to go first? For me, I mean, it's such a cheap and easy pick, but I just cannot get over that picture of Tormund and Brienne. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that just owns me like heart and soul. My God, the look on his face is genius. So I love Christopher Hivju. I've got to go with Varys and his new winter clothes with that look. So much shade. So good. So swaggy. <laughs> God, he looks good. Yeah. The Varys. I don't know. This is so tough for me, honestly. Like, I don't know how to pick my favorite one. I really, I mean, I really do like this picture of John um, because I do like the implications of that. And I feel like any scene with him paying respects to whether it's his brothers or his father or his uh, mother, assumed mother, I think that that's going to be a really poignant scene. So I think that's going to be my fave of the bunch. Although everything else comes in a close second. Yeah, I did love that one too. I'm changing mine. My favorite's the Sam and Gilly picture. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. so great. Or Davos. Or Liana. Yeah. Or Liana. <laughs> yeah. Or all of them. <laughs> please, please write in and tell us before the, our next episode returns, uh, which is your favorite photograph and why. And also... And what your theories are. Yeah, absolutely. The The page that, that Gilly read, we read it earlier. You can look it up on Watchers on the Wall or... It's on Watchers, right? Uh, yeah. It's posted in the breakdown post that Vanessa created. Awesome. So you can read about it there and get all of the details. But um, I don't know the answer to this theory. We have ideas, and I'm sure we'll talk about those things soon, especially as the seventh season approaches or as some of those things are explored in the seventh season. We'll definitely get there. But uh, curious to what you guys think. So you can find us um, on Twitter at Game of Owns or on Facebook by searching for Game of Owns. Or you can send us an email at contact at gameofowns.com with like Zach saying, your thoughts, your theories, and everything in between. And our new series, We Watch the Throne. Well, actually, it's really not new because we just finished season one. We started season mm -hmm. two. Our first episode for season two will be out next week. Yeah, if you want to follow along, we just started season two, episode one. Uh, so you can go to rewatchthethrone.com. And it has been so fun and so helpful to kind of start from the beginning because I feel like... It gives you an opportunity to revisit things that we totally missed the first time around. So uh, as you are prepping for season seven, you should just rewatch with us. That's rewatchthethrone.com. Yeah. And if you use the code THRONES, you get 
everything that we've done so far. You get an entire month of the premium podcasting network, Hal, and for free. And so there's going to be 11 episodes. Our season two, episode one will air next week. And Sue, thanks again for your time. We knew there was literally no one better to join us in the discussion today because I know how over the moon you were about these photos. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. And we hope to have you back soon. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to go on and on about Game of Thrones. Of course. And if you want more ways to support us, to theorize with us, to hang out with us, you can head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash goo. We recently have revamped a ton of stuff over there. So we've got some new content. We've got our usual Squad of Ice and Fire, my favorite podcast, which Squad. is kind of our outtakes and <laughs> hangs. Weird discussions. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's good. Some of it's weird. Um, and we've also recently started putting on our show notes so all the notes that we take in preparation to discuss the chapters we have been uploading them onto our patreon so if you want to read along with us and kind of take a look at some of the things that we don't have the opportunity to talk about in the episode you can head over to our patreon and support us there and get some of that extra content also we've got a patreon exclusive t-shirt that's going out to supporters there before we actually have our game of owns t-shirt does that make any sense i think you guys get it they'll be they'll be different and uh the patreon one's coming first so if you're interested in that and the other stuff just go to patreon.com slash goo and we appreciate all of your support we couldn't do it without you thank you so much bye Okay. Well, that sounds good. Do I sound very husky? I just had a lump of uh, unflavored Greek yogurt.